the wide receiver spot needs overhauled. And I've already mentioned this. I've made it very clear what my position is with the wide receiver position. It needs a complete overhaul. And Penn State's got to make a serious decision. The first catch that was made by a wide receiver came from Liam Clifford on a five-yard completion late in the game. I get it. Tyler Warren had a monster game. Theo Johnson wasn't out there. We're finding out that Dante Cephas was, what, not available? We don't know why. Was he not injured? Is he transferring? Was he academically ineligible? I've heard all the rumors floated out there. I can't speculate. I don't have any official news. And I'm not going to break that news. I'm going to react to the news when it comes out. So this is my reaction, is that Dante Cephas wasn't there, and we don't know why, but it's not a good look because he was supposed to come back next season. So what does that mean? And we never got any indication from James Franklin. But Penn State needs to make a decision, and they need to make a big one. Do you stay the course? Do you maintain your wide receiver room? Because on other episodes, I have made it clear that the reason Penn State is not getting wide receivers out of the transfer portal is because there are not open spots. Other than the one that Christian Driver left behind at third and fourth string, there are not this, there isn't this abundance of scholarships, of positions in the wide receiver room that players from the portal can just come in and take. It is crowded when we see that all of these guys can return next season. Yonder Lambert Smith can come back. Dante Cephas from what we do or don't know, can come back and was supposed to come back next season. Liam Clifford, Caden Saunders, Malik Mega, any of those guys, right? Really, just about everybody in the wide receiver room, unless you were transfer, and then you think about guys like Anthony Ivey, and then the freshman coming in, and the one freshman that you have in Carmelo Taylor, right? And then you have the three, the three incoming freshmen as well, Kaiser Denmark, Peter Gonzalez, and Josiah Brown. So this room, it's not like they had four or five wide receivers transfer out and Penn State is bring, isn't bringing anybody new in. It's no, it's because there's only one wide receiver spot and we're assuming again that Julian Fleming is expected to transfer in even though we don't have anything official. But Dante Cephas did not play. Was he even in Atlanta? I, I, don't, I don't know. So Penn State needs to decide what they want to do. Do you want to keep this group? Do you want to keep this group and stay the course with mediocrity or do you want to tell some of these players to go into the transfer portal and find a new home so that you can bring in better players? I know that Penn State doesn't want to do that because it's not that's not the integrity type of decision. That is not the success with honor type of decision to force your whereas Ohio State said we finished 11 and 1 lost to Michigan again. We don't want our starting quarterback in, so let's force him into the transfer portal, allegedly. Just have to preface that. But that's not what Penn State wants to do, but that is a decision that they have to figure out if they're going to make. Dante Cephas did not play. DeAndre Lambert-Smith had what? One target, two targets, dropped a pass, and did not have a catch. That was supposed to be your number one wide receiver all season long. And after the game tape midway through the season, we said on this show that DeAndre Lambert-Smith is not a number one wide receiver. I'm sure that he can be a solid complimentary piece because we saw that a season ago. But when it came down to being a number one against better competition, because I'm glad that he can do it against West Virginia and Indiana, but he couldn't do it against Ole Miss, and he couldn't certainly do it against Michigan and Ohio State. In the games that mattered, Keandre Lambert-Smith disappeared. Trey Wallace, I think, has a lot of upside, has a lot of potential, but sometimes I feel bad for him. 
because he got injured how many times this season? Three different instances and three different injuries that we have to assume, right? We're speculating here. But Caden Saunders didn't really take that next step forward. Malik Mega has always been rumored to be that, uh, that wide receiver that does have some untapped potential. They were very excited about Amari Evans, and Amari Evans really nowhere to be found in this game. A couple of targets uh, by him. Remember, Liam Clifford is a part of this, too. So all those guys I named, and, and nobody broke through. Malik McLean was just on special teams for a majority of the season. There is a serious issue at the wide receiver spot. And Ole Miss's secondary isn't top five like Michigan's and Ohio State's when they're at full strength. Even Rutgers. Rutgers has a top five secondary, if you can believe that, when all those units are at full strength. Ole Miss was probably top 50 in terms of yards per pass attempt. So whenever you're looking for an honest indicator of how good teams actually are, look at yards per pass, yards per carry for both offense and defense. Because that's how I look at it. When you look at Ole Miss's defense, from a passing and a rushing defense, both those units were barely top 50, okay? These weren't top five. Ohio State was number one in the country, and Michigan was top three, I think. And Rutgers was actually up there as well. They would float around top five, top 10 for sure. Yeah, that's right. The Scarlet Knights had a top five secondary. But the wide receivers against, and that's my point. So you couldn't do it against Michigan and Ohio State. Okay, I'll, I understand that. Those are really good groups with a lot of NFL, future NFL players. But an Ole Miss defense that does not is not that big up front at the defensive line is okay in the secondary, and this is the performance that you put together. Tyler Warren was the one that carved up the defense. Nicholas Singleton, those were your two leading receivers, and that's not acceptable. It's not. So Penn State has a serious decision to make. Are you going to tell some players that are on scholarship that probably want to stay at Penn State to go find a new home, go find a new football team? That The good of the transfer portal, oh, there's freedom of movement. Players can go wherever they're appreciated. Football teams can also more or less kick people off of the teams if they're not performing. See Kyle McCord as an example, okay? But Penn State has to figure out if that's what they want to do. If they want to tell some players from the wide receiver spot to jump into the transfer portal so that they can go get better replacements. I don't know. We'll see how they handle it. The Transfer portal closes up very soon, I think in the matter of two or three days, and then you have another one after spring football. Do you want to be in another instance of where you have Dante Cephas come in very late and not learn the playbook and have chemistry issues with Drew Aller? Do you want to do that again, or do you want to get a wide receiver? I would say at least two or three that can come in and start working with Drew Aller now for spring ball. 